Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, we know that there is a possibility of uh, getting to a good deal for Canada by Friday. Uh, we are standing very firm on uh, a broad range of things that uh, matter deeply to Canadians. Uh, and uh, we, will, uh, we will have more to say as the week unfolds. Well, the week is certainly unfolding, and uh, the, the stakes are very high. Are we going to get an after deal done? Are we going to get one done by Friday? Does it matter if, if we don't get one done by Friday? Can it be done at a later date? If not, where, where does that leave us? Where does that leave the U.S. and Mexico? There, there are a lot of uh, interesting uh, aspects to all of this. And for example, can Donald Trump unilaterally uh, abandon NAFTA? enter into a bilateral trade deal with with Mexico without going to Congress? Probably not. Uh, But that doesn't necessarily obligate him to reach a deal with Canada. So a lot of uncertainty, if nothing else, uh, awaits us if we go past Friday without an after deal. So we're we're hearing some positive signals today that that things are going well in Washington, D.C., and maybe we can get a deal done by Friday. I guess the ultimate question is, what does that look like? Clearly, Canada is going to have to make some concessions on issues that we would just as soon not make concessions on. And some difficult choices lay in front of us. Supply management, obviously, one of them. Uh, There are issues around uh, the auto sector, uh, issues around a dispute mechanism, a dispute resolution, issues around intellectual property, uh, issues around how much Canadians can buy in the U.S. before Canadian duties will kick in. Right? Maybe something that, that could work out well for Canadian consumers if the U.S. gets its way. But yeah, I mean, there, there, there's some substantial issues on the table, and it, it falls to the government to negotiate the best deal it can, realizing that not getting a deal may be worse than making concessions in some of these areas. So joining us for some thoughts on, on where things appear to stand and where the song goes from here. Very pleased to welcome to the program Daniel Schwann, who is a VP of Research and an NAFTA expert with the C.D. Howe Institute, cdhow.org. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So we've had some, some positive signals from both the, the uh, Prime Minister and the U.S. President that, that things are going well in, in Washington today. Do we have any reason to think otherwise? No, we 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 don't. Um, uh, it's 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 still a stretch. Um, it's a lot of things to discuss and agree on in the space of very few days, as far as Canada and the U.S. are concerned, and and Mexico for all the things. If we're going to have a trilateral agreement that the U.S. and Mexico didn't agree on, or or uh, you know simply didn't um, uh, um, uh, conclude. 
uh, bilaterally uh, as they did on some other issues like auto. So it's a it's a it's a stretch, but you know there's uh, negotiations seem to always trade negotiations anyway seem to always uh, end in this flurry of a few intense days, and this may be it. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because the U.S. is obviously the big fish in, in the pond here, and, and Canada and Mexico have their own interests. And Canada and Mexico, I think, also realize that maybe if, if they're kind of on the same page, that that can be a, a counterweight to the U.S. So we've got all of this playing out where, you know, Canada and the U.S. You know, want to ensure this is a trilateral deal, uh, but then the U.S. and Mexico have their own little side negotiations. What do we make of all of that? I think we, uh, on on substance, you know, the, the, the big issue that the U.S. had with the auto sector uh, was with Mexico. So that's where they, that's with whom they have the, the large deficit. Uh, that's where a lot of new uh, car uh, and parts plants are being, uh, uh, are being uh, set up by uh, auto and parts producers. And the U.S. had a problem with that, but politically, if, 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 if nothing else. Uh, that's why Mr. Trump was elected uh, in large part to deal with uh, these kinds of flows uh, toward Mexico and imports from Mexico. So it was, uh, I'm sure, a very tough pill to swallow for Mexico uh, to agree to, uh, you know, essentially stem uh, some of these new investments in, uh, in, in their country uh, to the benefit of, of the U.S., perhaps even of Canada. Um, so that was hard, and they 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 did it. Um, and uh, to me, that was probably the toughest nut to crack in these negotiations. And I'm I think we can be glad that the U.S. and Mexico have uh, did this bilaterally. Uh, this is a deal that I think Canada can live with at at, uh, at least with respect to autos. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there are trilateral issues and purely Canada-U.S. Uh, issues that also need to be addressed. That's uh, that's what we're doing now. Well, yeah, one of those is the uh, the sunset clause, and, and so there's some more meat on those bones in, in the U.S.-Mexico agreement, a proposed framework. Canada's been pretty firm that we don't want a sunset clause. Um, I mean, how significant an issue is that from your perspective, first of all? Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, even though in the current agreement, uh, current NAFTA, we don't have a sunset clause, like there was one. Uh, you know, suddenly uh, 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 the U.S. elected president that's very protectionist, and he, as we've seen, can use a major stick uh, under the guise of, uh, of national security to uh, impose very high tariffs on, on, it, on his neighbors, free trade agreement notwithstanding, uh, right, to force them to renegotiate. So when you look at it that way, why do we not want uh, a sunset clause? It's because... Uh, uh, there's no point having these agreements if firms can't plan or consumers even can't plan uh, for what kind of market they're looking at, what kind of barriers they're looking at. Uh, they need to make long-term plans, otherwise nobody makes investments without a long-term plan. So, uh, But on, on the other hand, we, 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 we realize that even though we didn't have a sunset clause in the current agreement, uh, in reality, some, somebody uh, who wants to create a lot of uncertainty and, in effect, renegotiate can force that, at least in the U.S. So I think what the Mexicans and the Americans have agreed to, which is a longer period with a much longer notice, in effect, um, of, of intending to, to renegotiate uh, or not, or you know, de- deciding that we want to continue the agreement, but that gives enough time 
for businesses to plan. So I think we can draw up our, uh, I would say our objective, not, not in principle, but I think we can live uh, with the longer, much longer, uh, in effect, notification period uh, that uh, that's included in the um, uh, U.S.-Mexican uh, agreement. Yeah. Of the other issues, I mean, supply management has, has been the one that certainly the U.S. president has, has talked and tweeted the most about, and, and clearly that's an issue. I, I think other issues like um, intellectual property, as an example, uh, have been a lot more under the radar, but are very much important issues at the table. What's your sense of what the most pressing issues are and, and where it's going to be toughest to, to get to a, a consensus? Yeah, the, there's there's another issue, which is uh, public procurement, which on uh, which the Mexican-U.S. deal has been silent, but where the U.S. have made some noises that they want to close some of, of their public markets to, to Canadian or Mexican suppliers. Uh, and I think that's going to be part of the final mix. Uh, you mentioned uh, supply management uh, and IP, and those are those are going to be very very tough issues for uh, for for Canada to to accept U.S. demands, uh, but for a very different reason. So supply management uh, is where uh, I I think we should be able to give uh, a lot of grounds, frankly, to the Americans for a couple reasons. One, uh, as you mentioned, Mr. Uh, Trump has uh, tweeted and been extremely vocal about that particular issue and and Canada's high tariffs that protect uh, essentially our our producers here. And uh, the more vocal he is about an issue, in my mind, uh, now that I'm playing psychologist here, but, you know, in my mind, the more that means that if you give in, you you give give him a win that he's very happy with and and that he can claim that he's you know a great negotiator and 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 not to forget that uh the US uh uh is going into midterm yeah midterm elections uh, right yeah. yeah and and he has an incentive they have an incentive to conclude a deal with Canada it's not it's not as one-sided as i've seen some uh some some uh, some comments uh make it so uh, so obviously it would be tough. It would be very tough politically, but one day we would have to to, to cross uh, to cross that uh, that 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 the, you know that that barrier, uh, which is costing Canadian consumers a lot. And um, and I think this is the time to do it to to get an agreement. IP, uh, I feel differently on on intellectual property. Um, uh, I I I think this is where Canada should. Uh, possibly resist uh, at least uh, some of the enforcement provisions that Mexico seem to have agreed on that would, uh, uh, you know, criminalize uh, uh, copyright infringement. And, and uh, um, uh, so it's, it, I, I think the U.S. demands there are not in the interest necessarily of the U.S. themselves. Uh, you know, they might stifle innovation and so on in, 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 in the view of a lot of observers. And I think we should, uh, to the extent that we, uh, that, that we do go in the direction they want us to go, which is strengthen uh, protection for patent uh, holders and strengthen protection for copyright holders, uh, we should make these, take these steps only very, very cautiously. And so that's where I would think that we would give, uh, give in a bit less if, uh, if we can, and give up more on the uh, on the dairy front for sure. Where, frankly, that would be a win for 
Canadian consumers uh, in the long run. Yeah, so it's potentially a strong card we have to play, that, that if we're worried about concessions on, on some of these other issues, if we're prepared to go further on supply management, maybe that's enough to, to avoid taking a big hit on, on some of these other issues. I think that would be a very big thing uh, and one that we can potentially uh, uh, dangle in front of the of, 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 of the U.S. Um, now, you know, it's not like they don't have a big stick either, which is the threat of these uh, auto uh, tariffs, again, on very spurious grounds of national security that we would be threatening somehow their industry uh, by exporting cars from Canada. It's 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 quite frankly ludicrous. I think everybody knows it, but it, the, the president has the power to impose these duties, and uh, uh, notwithstanding the trade agreement that we have, so I I don't think they're keen on actually using that big stick, uh, but nevertheless uh, they are threatening us with it, and uh, and so we have to be aware of that. Maybe it's a bluff, but who would want to call that bluff? So I think we are going to have to, uh, you know, because if, if it's not a bluff, then we're talking about almost overnight, you know, tens of thousands of Canadian jobs threatened. And the Americans don't seem to care that it would also threaten thousands of American jobs uh, if they if they block trade with Canada. So that's that's where we are. I think on balance, they, they, there's an incentive on their side to make a deal. Uh, and on our side, uh, the incentive is, frankly, the, the threat, the threat uh, of additional tariffs on Canadian products. Um, and uh, we want to stave off that threat, I think, and, and that means we have to make concessions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it'd be an interesting few days. Uh, much more at cdhow.org. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us here today. really appreciate this. Thank you. All the best. Uh, Daniel Schwannen, he was a VP of Research at the City Howe Institute, uh, focusing on, on NAFTA and NAFTA negotiations. So his thoughts on where we're at, where we may need to give, where we've got more room to give. And, you know, hopefully we, we can play those cards. We're not, we don't have a lot of strong cards uh, in our hand, but we've got at least one. So let's try to play it as smartly as we can. 403-974-8255 is our number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.